Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. And we are coming to you live. From the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios, Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. It's the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. And we welcome all of you in on the West Coast. And we also want to wish a speedy recovery to the 16-time world's heavyweight champion, Ric Flair. Because it scared the hell out of us yet again earlier this week where TMZ reported that he was once again knocking on death's door, but as Ric Flair, the dirtiest player in the game, proved yet again, when you think you got him down, you can't do it. To be the man, you got to beat the man. And Ric Flair, still alive, still moving, still grooving, still doing what he does. We're very happy. Because I've brought this up many times before, especially when he was nearly dead last year. And by the way, he wakes up from a medically induced coma, and then cuts a promo. You want to talk about wrestling. Ric Flair is wrestling. You wake up from a medically induced coma. You go right out there to the hallway in the hospital. You still have your band on. I think he might have still had an IV in for all I know. And then told people to go to his website to pick up his merch because he had brand new merch. That, that's not just a guy. That's the embodiment of professional wrestling. And I will say it again. I know we have such stars as Yo-Yo Ma. And I know we have... Great actors like Daniel Day-Lewis, and I know that we have some of the very best and brightest in the world, but when it comes to entertainment, Ric Flair and some people get get bothered, I don't know why they do, Ric Flair is one of the greatest entertainers in American history for generations of regular folks right here in the United States. A guy who was, who still is. Beloved in this country for what he did in the ring, the 16-time world champion, and now spans generations where I would like to go back and watch Ric Flair in Mid-Atlantic Wrestling to see the way he was in the Carolinas, to see the way he was in the early 90s, and now just enjoying Ric Flair as a 70-year-old man, as a legend, spanning generations. The greatness of Ric Flair, quite simply, folks, Knows no bounds. And so we're very happy that Ric Flair is still kicking, still going after it, still one of the greatest ever. Who people said, I know, he, he quit drinking and he said he was a, he was a, addicted to the booze. I think he's addicted to taking the bumps. I couldn't believe Dave Batista was dragging him around the place. I don't watch much wrestling now because it's six hours and I got sports I got to watch. But I'm seeing Dave Padista on the on the internet dragging this guy around. I'm going, this guy wasn't addicted to booze. Well, he might have been, but he was also addicted to bu- taking bumps. At 70 years old, good God, 855-2124-CBS. But we welcome him, and we wish him a, spe- a speedy recovery as we love the legendary Ric Flair. What the hell was I going to get into? Oh, yeah, I want to bring the lottery to the NFL, and I'll explain that here in a moment. But while we're taking crazy ideas where I had – Matt in Tennessee, who who at least he admitted his was a Hail Mary. And then we had Travis in Kentucky who wanted all these things to happen for the Boston Celtics, which aren't going to happen, and I made him a guarantee on air. If it does happen for the Celtics, the way he laid it out, he can tell me to kiss his bare ass right here on the show. I want to welcome in Jordan from Michigan. I don't know what Jordan's going to say. I'm hoping it's going to be fantastic. Jordan, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. 
The floor is yours. Hey, how we doing, man? Thanks for taking my call. First time caller. Glad to have so you. I was, thank you. I was listening to everyone talking about what the Lakers should do, and I was just thinking maybe they should go after Draymond Green because, if I'm not mistaken, he's coming up on a contract year. Um, okay. and they wouldn't necessarily have to gut their core like they would going after Anthony Davis or Kawhi Leonard. Okay. So I'm just thinking it's a long shot because there's been some bad blood there. But with their personalities and the offensive capabilities of LeBron and the defensive capabilities of um, Draymond, that's a championship core right there. Oh, there's only and been they, bad blood, uh, Jordan. For a second, there's only been bad blood on the floor at the you know in the NBA Finals. But as far as their personalities, I know that they've gotten along. They've I think they've worked on projects together. So I, I right. think that he and Draymond Green do get along. So I thought this was going to be kind of crazy, but away we go. Go ahead, Jordan. Let me let me hear more. Yeah. So, I mean, that's basically the gist of it. I mean, the Lakers have the money. They have the buying power. They have the name. They have the brand. They have the championship pedigrees that will match. They both kind of, or Draymond sits in the shadows of not one, two, but almost three guys where people just drastically underrate him. I'm a Michigan State guy. I'm from Lansing, Michigan. So, Draymond's my guy. Uh, Magic went from, you know, he's a Laker legend from Michigan State. Draymond could kind of take that torch and bring the, bring the you know, pedigree back to the Lakers. I'm not even a Lakers guy. I'm a Pistons guy myself, but I'm a businessman, and if I was doing okay. business, I would be trying to spend my money on Draymond Green if I was Genie Bus. See, now here's, here's an argument I can get behind. Jordan, thank you very much for the call. See, this is where it should be. If you're a Laker fan, I'm sorry. I know that you're supposed to be the pinnacle of sport. I know that you're of at least the NBA. I know that you're one of the greatest franchises out there, but that's actually rational, realistic thinking, and I'm being ser- serious about this. Is that I know that you want Kawhi Leonard. We hear Kawhi Leonard doesn't want to play in the shadow of LeBron, and I've told you a million times over, these guys who are in their mid to late 20s who played around LeBron, LeBron is 35 years old or going to be 35 years old during this season. If you were 22 years old, or even when you were 25, do you remember how old 35 seemed to be? LeBron is a legend. He sucks the air out of every room he's in, and these guys have finally caught on to it. But in these scenarios that I'm hearing from Jordan and a couple of other people, now you're starting to deal in reality. Because for Draymond Green, that's a possibility. They got money. It's L.A., I could have a good time. I do get along with LeBron. That makes sense. Kawhi doesn't make a lot of sense. Doesn't want, to, doesn't want to live in the shadow. Doesn't want to live in L.A. Is a good player. Would have good players around him. Can do a lot of things. You understand where that's going. Maybe he'll win a championship. Maybe he won't. So Golden State's still going to be great. So there's still that possibility there. Kyrie, on the other hand, what did I just take with the call from Travis in Kentucky? Kyrie, we could take him or leave him, whatever. And he started it with, you can have Kyrie because he's not the Celtic type of player. Now, he changed that throughout the call. But that call starts with, you can have Kyrie. He doesn't have Celtic pride. Well, Kyrie's already been proven, and I brought this up earlier. There's guys who can be the number one. I brought this up with the birth of my son last Saturday. When my son is delivered, I want the number one person or the number one possible person I can delivering that kid and people want to be doctors you grow up you say you want to be a doctor you a lot of people aren't cut out to be doctors a lot of guys in the nba say they want to be number ones a lot of guys in the nba are not cut out to be a number one Kyrie might not be cut out to be a number one he said he wanted to be a number one he proved that that was a failure 
A lot of guys, a lot of people say they want to be doctors, and you want those doctors to be with you. But you also want your number one on your favorite basketball team, and some guys can't measure up to that. Or I should say a woman delivered my son. But either way, you can't measure up to that. So what makes sense? Hey, I know you had it out. I know that there was a fight. Kyrie's a whack job from Neptune. I got it. But you know you made beautiful music together at one point. Here's LeBron, the legacy, even though it's not in Cleveland, the way that people would saw it out to be, and there'd be some upset fans. Here it is in L.A. Kyrie gets to be in L.A. You got your 3 a.m. sushi, and God knows what else you can do out there in L.A. You can do anything you want. If you want to get away, because there's so many stars out there, you can get away. It's not like New York where it's all cramped and compact, and, and there's so many people right over top of you. It's spread out. It's nice. You can escape to the hills. There's other bigger stars that are there. They're more laid back about their sports than what they are. Of course, when you arrive to Staples Center, they're going to go nuts. But if you want to end up on Rodeo Drive, there's too many important people they don't want to do deal with you they stay away from you they let you have your time so you can live in your own moment if you're Kyrie Irving it'd be a perfect scenario for Draymond Green who when Kevin Durant wasn't there and I know that this is a weird type of mental gymnastics that their fans fan base has done for a while and it's wrong but it's also true before Kevin Durant showed up Draymond Green why didn't we win in 2016 Draymond Green why don't we get to do this Draymond Green why don't we get to do that Draymond Green Draymond Green was the scapegoat they didn't like him as much as what they liked Steph and Clay. Now, you can be in L.A. if you really want to. These are realistic options. Right now, you made your decision, and I think LeBron made a terrible decision for the reasons he made it. If you wanted to be a Laker and you wanted to be a part of the Laker culture and be a part of what the Lakers stand for, I'm fine with that. But if you just wanted to move to L.A., which is the way that LeBron seemed to want to do it, just take all your business to L.A., That's what the Clippers have been for. That's what the Mets are for in New York. If you just want to live in New York and play baseball, you don't do that to go be a part of the Yankees. If you're a Yankee, you have to live being a Yankee. You have to to embody what the Yankees stand for. The same thing with the Lakers. If you just want to live in New York, you got the Mets. And if you just want to live in L.A., you got the Clippers. And that's what I'm critical of LeBron for. But there's a way that you can dig out of that. LeBron has to keep his miles up, which will be a question with him coming back. And you have to be able to get realistic pieces that help out. And if we're talking free agency, you got that number three overall pick. Now, hopefully you'd be able to flip it because you don't win a lot with rookies. And LeBron would even tell you that. But that's your way out if you're a Laker fan. 855-2124-CBS. I promise I'm going to get to this lottery in the NFL. Up next, though, it's five burning questions. It's also Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line, 855-212-4227. It's brought to you by GEICO. There's a quick way you can save money. You switch to GEICO. You go to GEICO.com. In 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. 40 minutes away, it's Sean Powell, NBA.com. In a few minutes, it's five burning questions. Right now, i got to go to the phones. George in Florida. George, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hey, Ken. It's a pleasure, man. It was great to hear you bring up Ric Flair. Uh, when I was at school at Florida State in Tallahassee, I went to watch him in an event. Him and Tully Blanchard, an hour and a half after the show, he was at a ball called Bullwinkles. We bought him shots. I was shucking oysters. He's down to earth, man. <laughs> Limousine riding, jet flying, but he is one cool guy, man. He's down to earth, and he's he's America's friend. He's my great, he's the greatest wrestler of all time to me, the GOAT. 
Oh, I, again, I one of the greatest entertainers there ever was in American history, ever will be in American history. I totally agree I, with you, George. I put him, The Undertaker, and Hulk Hogan as the greatest entertainers. I mean, what guy can just come out 15 years in a row and only wrestle once a year and the whole world just wants to watch it, you know? <laughs> it's true. George, I thank you very much for the story and the call, my friend. George in Florida. Yeah, I just, I, I every time it, it showed up on Twitter, I went, no. Because one day, yeah, Ric Flair's going to pass. It's going to be sad. And there's people out there, and I'm going to bring up Game of Thrones at the end of the show because I think that Game of Thrones didn't ruin itself. You ruined Game of Thrones. And I haven't even watched a second of Game of Thrones, and I can guarantee you I'm right about that. But anytime WrestleMania comes up, you guys and you're wrestling. Wrestling, wrestling is as American as American could be. The pageantry, larger than life, good versus evil. Ric Flair is the embodiment of it. And if you want to talk about entertaining, again, you go back and you talk to grandma, you talk to an aunt or an uncle, especially if you're in the southeast, Saturday night, 6.05, where were they? They had their asses parked right there in the living room. And out came Ric Flair, and off they went. It was time to go. Him versus Dusty Rhodes. Him versus, oh my God. You look at some of the greatness that he had. This is a guy who shut down the highway both ways to close down the arena for the Greensboro Coliseum because people couldn't people couldn't pack themselves in tight enough to see Ric Flair, the 16-time World's Heavyweight Champion. Say what you will about professional wrestling and its choreographed nature. That's as American as it gets right there. And what a success story. All right, we ready for five burning questions? Hit it. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. Oh, yeah, I totally forgot we usually play that coming out of the break. Either way, it doesn't matter. Shep, hit me with the five burning questions. All right, Ken, first one, Oscar Robertson and Magic Johnson. That is the point guard duo that is considered to be the greatest of all time. Can mm. Steph Curry surpass one or both of those all-time greats? I think at the end of his career, uh, gosh, Oscar Robertson. Oscar Robertson is a is a tall, tall order. I think you'll look at the generation, though, and the same thing can be said with Magic. Uh, I think it's harder with Magic because, again, Magic was a force. Magic could play center and did play center in the NBA Finals. Um, Magic's the greatest point guard of all time. I don't think that Steph will pass him because you can't ask Steph to do the things that Magic did physically. The way that he saw the floor, I don't think he could do it. But the argument will be made. There is a – I bring this up with LeBron all the time. There will be another LeBron. You just need to wait for, one, the media to create him, which is why I think a lot of this has been going on with Zion. And you can tell Zion's already ready to talk to the media, already, already with that culture. Two is that he has to go away so people can forget some of the greatness there. Oscar Robertson and Magic Johnson have gone away. Now Steph Curry takes over. The game has changed. The game has changed. Why? Because of Steph Curry. So that gets factored into it as well. I think he can be held in the highest regard with the top three. I think that for us, he'll probably pass Oscar Robertson. I don't think that he'll pass Magic Johnson. But number two, as far as all-time point guards, that's pretty damn good. That's probably a top 10 all-time player, especially with the way the game has changed. And again, because of him, I have to factor in that impact. Great question. Great way to start it off. Go again. All right. Another point guard that took a hit, unlike Steph Curry, is James Harden, one of the three finalists for MVP. Mm. Ken, mm. 
Will he ever win a title? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, I think that he's... I think people root for him because he's not wearing a Warriors uniform. And I think they want him to be something he's not. He's a fantastic scorer. And I don't want to take away some of the great accomplishment. However, I think that he had to learn a valuable lesson. And I think the rest of the Rockets had to in game one of the semis against the Golden State Warriors. The same lesson that the Warriors learned in 2016. It's hard enough to beat the opponent that's ahead of you. You cannot make it both about them and the refs, meaning you can't let that happen on the floor. Steph Curry, Draymond Green, obviously, with what happened in Game 5, or with with what he was missing in Game 5, they let the referees or the perception of the referees get in their head. Well, it's hard enough to beat LeBron James as it is, and then you allow that to happen, the tide turns. I think that's part of the reason, and I know that things evened out as the series went on, but you look how that series went from the very get-go, I think that's part of the reason of a lesson they learned. Long story short, or I should say short story long, no, I don't think you ever will. Next. Okay, Raptors got their butts kicked yesterday by 22 to the Milwaukee Bucks, the likely MVP in Giannis. Now, it doesn't look good for the Raptors, Ken. Now, what will it take for Kawhi Leonard to stay in Air Canada? Obviously, the max. The only thing I can give them is that I can't predict Kawhi Leonard. I don't think anybody else can. And it's a great area up there with great people in Toronto, Canada. So that might sell that on him. Maybe he's a cold weather person. You don't have to stay there the entire year, even though the summer months are probably very, very delightful in Canada, uh, especially around Lake Ontario and things like that. So. I would say that the summer months are fine. The winter months, you're very busy, but you can't get around the way that you would in in Los Angeles if you're playing for the Clippers. He's a quiet person, so I think that actually works more in the Raptors' favor. So I think there's a chance, but I think that you just have to sell whatever culture you're trying to build, and they do try to build a culture with with the Raptors, even though I think culture is something that's overrated in professional sports. But you try to build a culture. You try to sell that, and you try to sell the type of people that are in Toronto and the type of fan base that you have, because they will certainly be supportive of him. Next. All right, Ken, switching to football, Big Ben hosts the Steelers' skilled players at a lake house. Now, we know he had a rough year, and there has been controversy off the field throughout his entire career, but obviously you can't knock what he's done. He's a Hall of Famer. But, Ken, what is his legacy when it comes to all-time Steeler? Oh, man, I... Sheesh, Shep. You, I thought you were going to talk about whether or not it's a good move. Then you completely put a right turn on me here. His legacy as a Steeler? If they fail to make the playoffs this year, I think it could be more of what should have been instead of two Super Bowls. Like, you see what Terry Bradshaw accomplished. And Steeler fan gets upset when I say this. I don't think Terry Bradshaw would have been a great quarterback now. I think that the league, the way it was then, Terry Bradshaw was a fine quarterback, obviously. The guy's a Hall of Famer and all this and that. But I don't think Terry Bradshaw would have been nearly as great in 2018, 2019, or where he was then. But he has a great all-around football team that helps him lead that level. Now, with the way that salaries have been inflated, the salary cap that's there, we have to make changes, free agency. You have to make strong decisions. Ben has been at the very middle of that. I think he's cost himself opportunities. That in, he played the blame game with Antonio Brown, and I'm just not going to sit there. I know Antonio Brown showed his ass on the way out. I am not going to sit there and act like Ben Roethlisberger's not the quarterback and Mike Tomlin's not the head coach, and those two are the ones that have all the pressure on them. 
while Antonio Brown is the best, most complete, most consistent wide receiver in the NFL, he is all those things. He is not in charge of a football team. Mike Tomlin, your quarterback, those people are in charge of the football team. Kevin Colbert is in charge of a football team. Ownership's in charge of that. Antonio Brown is still a helping piece. And you played the blame game, and you in that turn put that on him on the way out the door. If you don't make the postseason this year and you don't excel, I think the question starts to be what could have been because you see some of the talent that's on that football team and the where the people that predicted them to where they could be with that football team over the last five years to what they didn't accomplish, that is a huge, huge disappointment. So this is a tremendous year for Ben Roethlisberger. I can't say for sure what his legacy is yet. I could have a very good look at it by the end of the 2019 season. Next. All right, Ken, this last one's going to hit home. Former Giant and our very own CBS Sports Radio host Tiki Barber is glad that the Giants traded Odell Beckham Jr. Ken, are you nervous for the Browns, and how do you see this unfolding? No. Why, why Why is Tiki excited that the Giants... Traded because he's a problem. I mean, you got to right. You got to connect the dots there, right? I mean, I've never met Tiki. I've never met Tiki Barber, so I'm not going to sit there and take swings at, the, right. at him. I got you. I do remember there were a couple of problems that he had when he was with the Giants. But <laughs> oh, he's great, Ken. Come okay, on. Okay, maybe I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm. No, you're not going to. You're not going to trick me into that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to take swings at him. Kind of want to right now, but I'm not gonna. Um, how do I put this? I will look at this the same way the same way I did with Antonio Brown. If you think a wide receiver is that big of a problem, your bigger problem is at your quarterback spot, which Giants fans certainly know about, and your bigger problem is within your front office, and that includes your head coach. If you let a wide receiver tear you down, you are not destined for greatness. You're not even a part of the conversation. He's a helping piece, and he should have been a help to you. You traded him away. You traded him away for non-football reasons. We'll see if you end up being smart, because I still can't deny that if you look at past Super Bowl champions, I can't look at that wide receiver core of the past Super Bowl champions and say that this guy or that guy or this guy is in that top 1%, the highest paid wide receivers in the NFL. I can't do that. So you always have a point about that. I think the problem with Odell Beckham Jr. is twofold. The first part of this is that it's Odell Beckham Jr. He's played in New York, and he hasn't helped himself out by some of the antics that he's had on the field and, and on the sideline and things like that. I have to bear that responsibility to him. The other part is it is that we're in a time frame right now where we have nothing going on in the NFL. The draft is passed. The rookies, by a large part, have been signed by a lot of these teams, and they will be signed. There's not really a holdout scenario you can talk about anymore. I can't really rail on some rookie and say he's selfish for wanting more money for whatever reason. I can't do that the way people used to be able to. I can argue about offset language, but that's no fun. That's not going to get any callers. That's not going to get any mean tweets sent to me. So right now, the only thing we have to go on are a couple of scenarios here where a coach might say something. Joe Flacco says he doesn't want to help bring along Drew Locke, which you wouldn't want to train your replacement either. So I guess people need to overreact to Odell Beckham Jr. And Odell Beckham Jr. giving Colin Cowherd and a couple of people the time of day, yeah, they want to get in on that business. Don't get me wrong. I'm a radio show host and a narcissist just as much as anybody else. There has to be a part where Colin Cowherd loves that Odell Beckham Jr., the preeminent wide receiver in the NFL, one of the biggest stars that the NFL has, is tweeting at him and is showing text between those two. That has to make you feel incredibly powerful. 
So I guess I would say stop feeding the trolls because I don't think the trolls can handle it when you talk. But no, I'm not nervous because it will come down to Baker Mayfield and Freddie Kitchens, not necessarily Odell Beckham Jr. Is that a good answer for you? No, it's a great answer. Thank you, Chef. I wanted to make sure of that. 855-2124-CBS. Bring the lottery to the NFL, and it finally happened. A win for the players, a win for the fans, and yes, most importantly, a win for the NCAA. I'll explain. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio right now. This is the Ken Carmen Show. 855-2124-CBS. Chef, I've been having a burning question of my own here. Yes, sir. When I asked you about your re, your uh, relationship status earlier today, by the way, thank you for playing the John Daly Hit It Hard song, uh, who was on a golf cart this weekend, which I just love. I don't care. It's not an insult to the game. I love it. Uh, <laughs> when I asked you about your relationship status today, what did you just say? What did you say? Well, by the... You said something. It was... And I had to keep moving on because I right. wanted to get to something there. Right, right, right. How did this go? You would be listed as single. Tell me again. I asked, are you are sure. you are you seeing somebody? Are you what is it? How well, did this go? In the eyes of the law. So if I'm filling out W2s or taxes, I'm single, right? So I would go with that. Okay. Even though I'm seeing somebody, but I'm still single if that makes sense. I just want to know cuz I'm not a person who works for the IRS. So I want to know, since I'm not a person who works for the IRS, what this certain somebody would say if you were to give that answer and they heard you give that answer. It depends on the day. Is she ready to break up with me that week or is she happy and content? Oh, so you guys have strife within your relationship isn't necessarily a new thing. Hey, listen, Ken, if I can figure out women, I'll make a million dollars, man. You tell me if you understand women. Well, wait a minute. How long have you been dating her? Almost six months. Oh, six months? Okay, that's a significant amount of time. You guys fight a lot from what it sounds like, yeah? No, 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 we don't, we don't fight a lot. We're just on different uh, timelines. Beg your pardon? We're on different timelines. I'm a young 32. She is a 31-year-old woman. <laughs> what a way to put it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Have you told this to her? Uh, in so many words, yes. <laughs> Never put it that way. Yeah. Never put it that way. Chef. Because <laughs> to her, you just admitted you're immature. You understand that, right? Well, when, what, women what's have. Her, what's her wave? By the way, well, let, let, me, let me walk that back here sure. a second, okay? So you've been dating her six months. I know Scott in North Carolina called in. I want to get this. I, it, I'm about to just take calls on this because from what I just heard from you, this is just asinine, Shep. So you can have, you can go have Matthew answer the calls if people call in on this. 855-2124-CBS. So it's six months. What's she expecting from you six months in? What, what is this? What's going on? I mean, it, I think in a couple months we're at the – or she's at the moving in stage. And then, you know, about six months later we're talking rings and looking at windows. And then six months after that she's talking a ring on the finger. So you talk – well, wait uh, so six months, she's got. So you've been together six months, and you said in another three months she might move in. Yeah, I, I think at thirty-one, I think women, especially women that work full time and and are family oriented, I think at that point they want to know within that year that there is a really distinct possibility and future. Oh yes, well no one wants their time wasted. Right, exactly. And yes. I'm not. I'm not wasting your time. Can I? I think I'm a catch, and I think I'm a very. Um, 
flexible and amenable boyfriend. Um, well, America have, knows you have a high opinion of yourself. Yes. Yes, sir. Well, well, well. well that I mean, she would attest to that as well. All right. Um, so, do you see yourself? What's her first name? Give her first name. Uh, Marika. Marika. Yes, sir. I actually know a Marika. Okay. Oh, nice. Marika. Amazing so she's 31? Amazing, amazing girl. Amazing. Well, you just called her a 31-year-old woman. So what is it, a girl or a woman? Well, she, she's a girl at, at heart in terms of how she treats people. She <laughs>, laughs a lot. But uh, she's a woman in terms of her needs and in terms of her maturity and time. She doesn't laugh as much as I just did with that hellish answer you gave me. Okay, so she's 31. You're six months into this relationship, right? Yes. yes. And so she wants something real. You, you better believe that. Yeah. Why are you dragging your feet then? Oh man, am I gonna? I'm gonna come off as shallow. You're not gonna. Yeah, judge you me. are. You're not gonna yeah, judge you are. me, are you? Oh god, yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna judge you swiftly and with extreme prejudice. But continue. So, I don't. I I don't. Right now, at this point. Oh my god, I don't. I don't know how to say this, but right say now, it. at this point, like I want to make sure that I end up with the really truly right person, and I want to make sure that when I walk into a room. There's no other woman that I'm staring at, and there's no other woman that I'm even contemplating in terms of being with or spending my time with. And this woman is cer- is certainly a- an amazing woman, but I want to make sh- I want to make sure that we have it right, and that we're both going to be happy. <laughs> That's the dumbest thing you've ever told to me. Thanks. That's the dumbest sentence. That's the dumbest statement you've ever made to me. And that's saying something. Do you understand? You won't know if you if you if you are honestly. Do you really want to believe? Do you really believe the crap that came out of your mouth? First off, you believe that one hundred percent. Then you ain't getting married. You're never getting married. All right. If not, people knew, I yeah. just want to ta- tell you this: if people knew that they were gonna get a divorce, they would never get married. You get that right? No one knows. Nobody walks down the aisle. Actually, I did have one friend. Nobody walks down the aisle. Thinking that they're getting a divorce. There's plenty of people around them that might think they're getting a divorce. But no one walks down the aisle or stands at the altar and goes, man, this is going to suck and cost me so much money when this inevitably ends in a terrible, ugly divorce. And by the way, Shep. Yes, sir. You're 32 years old. That is right. Where did you learn love? On a Hallmark card? What Um, is this stupidity that just came out of your mouth? I want to make sure when I go into a room that she's the only person I saw. Listen, take the notebook DVD out of the DVD player and deal with reality here for a second. All right there, Haas? Right. One, you're not always going to wake up looking like a bed of roses every single morning, so you better get that one correct. The other part of it is is that, no, there's always going to be something that catches your eye from the left and to the right. You're still a human being. I'm not saying that you act on those urges because you shouldn't. It's wrong. Of course. But what I'm saying is that there's always going to be something that catches your eye. So if you're telling me this, I think you're either putting your standards way too high or your 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 dreams way too high, or you're really making a BS excuse because you don't want to get married. Well, Ken, That's how that works out. Ken, I'm, uh, listen, I'm not putting myself on the level of a Derek Jeter or Bradley Cooper, but w- in all seriousness, what if you're dating a Miss Universe? D- does your what about it? That, does your head and eyes wonder in that case? How do I say this without getting fired? You see see my point? How do I say this without getting fired? All right. 
This is going to take some finagling here. Behind every good man, there's a good woman who is, at times, tired of being with him. Behind every good woman is a good man who, at times, is tired of being with her. There will never be a time where you are truly 100%, with the exception of the afterglow of lovemaking, other than that, truly 100% totally satisfied. There will always be, this is why you get married for tolerance and for companionship. You don't get married for anything else. You get married because you enjoy the company of the other person and you can't live without them. That's why you get married, Shep. Can you imagine life without Marika? Um, yeah, I can imagine it. But, you can but, imagine. But I, but I, but I, her life is, her, my life is so much better with her in it. Immensely ah, better. Immensely well, that's, better. that's the question then, Shep. Right. Your life is better. Would you feel, six months is still kind of early, okay? Right. Can you imagine at a point she leaves, you would be truly upset and feel you're missing out on the rest of your life without Marika? I would feel like if she leaves Ken, 32 years old, I've been in the game long enough, then that's what's meant to be. If two people are right for each other, they're going to make it work. That's a much better answer than one you gave. I didn't even realize well, I was going to take the lid off it this much, but you gave me no other choice, Shep. None. That was bizarre. There has to be millions of people who either agreed with you or disagreed with you. I can't imagine the people who agree with you. Because at the very beginning of that, boy, that did not come off well. Do you understand that, Shep? Yeah, but I'm, I'm being honest. I think a lot of guys, um, they feel the pressure and they succumb to society. But I think uh, deep down, I think guys are, are want to wait as long as they can. All right. I mean, well, yeah, I think that with our well, – now, see, it's different now. Because you understand – and I think I saw this – I want to say I read this in time. But I'm, I think I might be off on my source. So hold back on this. But – I think, and I want to get to Dan here really quickly. I think that our generation as uh, right now is having the lowest level of divorce we've seen in like 30 years because we are waiting longer. Now that could be a good and a bad thing. Uh, and there is part of it, cost prohibited and so on and so forth. But I also think that part of it is that, yeah, you want to make sure that it's right, but I don't think you're ever going to know. If you're waiting on it to ever see if it's ever known, I think you're going to be in a big set of trouble there, Shep, okay? All right, let me get to Dan in Richmond. Dan, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go. Oh, thank God. I told the producer to patch me through right away. I have to save this guy. Okay? <laughs> the whole the whole six months and, oh, yeah, no. The answer is no, and I'm going to tell you why. And okay. this was told to me when, when I was in my 20s, and I thought he was completely out of his mind. He said, listen, there's a three-year rule. And I know it seems like a long time, but if – what's her name? Malik – what's her name? Marika. 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 And if Marika is everything that he is describing her to be – Oh, do we lose him? That, okay. Hello? She will Go ahead. That in, can you hear me? I got you, Dan. Go ahead. Got to okay. go quick. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So you have to wait three years because at that point in time, you'll detect a woman's craziness. They can mask it very well for about a year and a half, but in two, two and a half years, you're going to see things that you didn't know were possible out of this woman. Do not rush into this. If it's for the long haul, she'll be everything that you just described there to be in three years. Thanks. Dan, 
Thank you for the call. You're only giving half of it. This is the pro- Shep, you can't listen to Dan. And the problem is, and I got Diane on the phone. I might have to ask Sean Powell to move back. I got Diane in Pennsylvania here. We're up against it. Uh, you're only getting half the answer, okay? I'll get. To, we'll try to get to Sean. We'll try to talk NBA with him. I got to get Diane back. This is a very bad, very bad road you're going down because you're only getting half the answer on this, Shep. And the problem is, is that when guys call in, they say, well, three years, you're only getting part of the crazy from a woman. Do you have any idea how bad a guy can be to live with? Do you have any clue? Can we look inward before we look outward just once and maybe we'll understand what it might be like? I'll I'll explain when we come back. 855-2124-CBS. This and whether or not a title without Kevin Durant is actually more special. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.